Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Embrace Podcast. It is a Tuesday morning, 9.30 a.m. I got the sniffles, but I'm alright. This is episode two of season two. Um, I wanted to start off our episode today about talking about a few announcements. Uh, Number one, if you don't know already, our official um, mailing address is Embrace Movement, 4890 South Alma School Road. Number two, PMB 163, Chandler, Arizona, eight six or 85248. Um, if you have any extra supplies or if you need any, um, that's the uh, PO box that we use to send out um, supplies to. So if you have any extra supplies or you'd like to send mail to us or send anything to us, um, that is the address to send it to. Um, next, uh, if you don't follow us already on Instagram, go ahead and do that. Our handle is, uh, Embrace Movement, E-M-B-R-A-C-3, Movement. Um, you can check it out, check us out there. That's where we post, uh, most of our stuff and, uh, communicate, uh, to you guys. And that's where we will be getting some of the questions that you guys responded to, um, that we will be responding to today on today's episode. Um, first off, I want to start off with a few announcements, or not a few announcements, um, a few shout outs on my page earlier today. I told you guys I was doing a podcast episode and, um, throw down your usernames. So here you go. I want to give a shout out to MMC Donald 28, uh, Lucy L E H N E R 23 and Mr. Bombay Jack, AKA Boogaloo underscore Donald. So thank you guys for uh, throwing out your usernames and, um, joining the show today so i have a so today's topic is one that is that was brought to me uh when we were talking about um when we were answering questions and i asked you guys what age did you get diabetes and a lot of people were saying like as young as 16 months eight months six months and a lot of you guys were saying upwards of like 20 years old uh 30 years old and even 40 years old and um that kind of um shows that the shows us that um there was definitely a time where type 1 diabetes was primarily a juvenile illness you know it was rare for you to find out that there was somebody who had who got diagnosed with diabetes um older than like 15 16 17 uh older than adolescence so it's definitely something that's grown to um any age range really it, it even it, even used to be commonly referred to as juvenile uh, juvenile type 1 diabetes. Um, you know, now we refer to it as type 1, type 2. But um, something very important strikes up when we, when, when we talk about that. And this is a conversation that I had with a fellow camp counselor. Um, and since then, it's always been kind of lingering in my mind, and I wanted to talk about it today. And that is the question of, would you have rather gotten type 1 diabetes when you were younger or would you rather have type 1 diabetes when you're older? Now, that sounds like a very, very obvious question, right? So people would say, oh, obviously I'd like to get it when I'm older. I'd like to enjoy my life without type 1 diabetes. I would like to know what it's like to kind of eat cake with my friends, enjoy a normal birthday party, eat what I want without having to take a shot, prick myself, things and things like that nature. But... The opposing side of that is people are saying, man, I wish I had it when I was younger. I wish that I lived a life where I didn't know an existence that wasn't something that 
um, I previously lived. So, I mean, I know I kind of said that confusingly, but what they're trying to come across is like they've lived 15, 20 years without having diabetes. They know, you know, they know they can eat whatever and not have to do anything outside of like exercise if they want to. Um, excuse me. And um, in relation to us, people who got it when we were younger, I got it when I was seven years old. Um, we're so used to it. Like this almost becomes a second nature to us. We already know to prick ourselves and take our shots and there's nothing for us to miss. We don't miss the old life. We don't miss life before type one diabetes because we really don't remember it. Um, it's just something we're used to. It's just part of our existence. But the people who get it when they're older, you know, they miss not having to do those things and not having to do the responsibilities that come with having type one diabetes and living with type one diabetes. So I get both sides for sure. I get that, you know, sometimes I myself wish like, oh man, I wish I got it when I was older. Maybe I would have been a lot more mature. I would have taken this on a lot more responsibly. I would have taken control over it. Rather than when I was seven, I, like I said yesterday, um, on the Instagram stories is like, I hated it. I hated having diabetes. I like resented it. I tried to pretend like I didn't have it so much to the point where I didn't take my shot. I tried to act like if I didn't, test myself or take my shot maybe it would go away or it would forget about itself which sounds insane but you know for the first five five years of my having type 1 diabetes it was really up and down and mostly up like my blood sugar was always high I didn't take care of it I didn't take it seriously and you know you might be thinking like oh where were your parents didn't your parents weren't they on top of it but I mean there's only so much they can do of course they can be on top of you of course they can you know be down your neck with these things but you know, having type 1 diabetes, it really comes down to you, your decisions, and, you know, the options and the choices that you make, you know, of course your parents are there to protect you and to guide you through that, but ultimately it's your life, and um, these are the decisions that you have to live with, and, you know, that's why we were talking also yesterday about how diabetes kind of forces you to grow that maturity and responsibility that maybe your peers wouldn't learn until later on, because you have to now are equipped with this responsibility that you have to take care of yourself, test yourself, take your shot, take care of lows, take care of highs, be aware of your diabetes, be aware of your um, your physical state, if you're getting dizzy, if you feel like you're getting irritated, agitated, um, angry, sad, depressed, whatever these things that come with being high and low and fluctuating, things like that, these are all things you have to be aware of now. And especially, you know, learning all the stuff that comes with it. So there's definitely a maturity rate and a responsibility that comes with having type 1 diabetes. But get, coming back to the subject, here, here's the thing. We can, it's easy to, to, to think like, man, I wish I had it this way. Man, I wish I had it one way. I wish I had diabetes when I was younger. I wish I got it when I was older. And, you know, the question is, I kind of just wish I didn't have it in general, you know? Like, of course, we can wish all these things. I could wish I was a little taller. I could wish my, my beard was grown out a little bit more, you know? Um, I wish I didn't have so much freckles, but... You can't dwell on these things. You can't dwell on, you know, wishing you were this way or that way. You can't dwell on not having diabetes or, you know, this, the the bluntness of it is, is it happened the way it happened. You know, you can't choose those things, unfortunately. You were diagnosed when you were diagnosed and there's nothing you can do about it, right? There's only one thing you can do about it and that's take care of it. So whatever your age is, whatever, whatever, whatever age you're at right now, whether it be 26, 30, 40, 16 months, I don't know if you'd be having the capabilities to listen to this podcast, but let's cap it at maybe eight, 10 years old. You know, maybe you're as young as 10 years old. 
you have this new disease, not disease, you have this new illness, and you're not sure of it. You're not, you're like, what is this diabetes thing, you know, what, you know, I get extra snacks when I'm low, which is pretty cool, but other than that, I have no idea what's going on, I don't know what this is, just like myself, I didn't know what diabetes was, I just know I got to have pudding when I was low, and I got a lot of Dragon Ball Z toys, because all my family felt sorry for me, and they thought buying me toys would help, and it kind of did, not gonna lie, but back to the fact, you know, there's, there's some things that we can't change, and there's some, you know, hand, the cards that were dealt that we can't, you know, we can't change or we can't, um, you know, edit how we got type 1 diabetes. We just know that we have it now, right? And all we can really do is look forward. Looking back, you know, how do you drive, right? You don't you don't drive looking into the rear view mirror. You drive forward. So you can't, you know, it's it can be easy to reflect and think you wish you had it this way, you wish I had it that way. But... The reality of it is that you have diabetes whatever age that you got it. So, I don't mean to use my name, but I chose his name because, you know, it's it's a word that I truly wholeheartedly believe in. It's something that you have to embrace, right? So, embrace your type 1 diabetes, you know, acknowledge and take ownership of whatever age you got it at and live with it. If you're 10 years old, you have, you have a testimony, you have a, a life story, you have something that you can live to your core and live and 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 be a, a beacon, be an idol, not an idol, <laughs> an idol, be a beacon, be a um, someone that people look up to when you're older. Say, man, I got diabetes when I was eight years old. I got it when I was 16 months old. I got it when I was 10 years old. You know, look at me now. You know, kids, can, maybe another kid will come up to you and be like, wow, you've had diabetes for 20 years. I didn't know people lived longer than 10 years with this thing. How, how are you doing so well, right? How how are you doing sports? How are you doing, um, you know, how are you being so active? How are you going to school? How are you doing all these things? Because you have diabetes. A lot of people with diabetes can't do these things. How are you eating that cake? How are you having sugar? I thought you weren't allowed to have sugar, right? So you can be someone that people look up to and people admire in the fact that you've had it for so long, that you've had it for since you were 10 years old or 16 months, right? And you're killing it. By that time, you have so much experience with type 1 diabetes, you know, there's nothing in this world that can deter you, that can scare you. You know, personally, nothing in the world that scares me. Nothing. I can look a spider in the face and punch it. I can look a snake and grab it by a snake and throw it 50 yards. I fought a bear once um, and lived to tell the tale. No scars, no scratches, nothing. Just fought him. You know, we ended up having coffee later, which is kind of cool. <laughs> but I always deter from the subject. But, you know... It's something that you can, if you truly, truly look at it in a certain way, you take ownership of it, you take, you know, pride in the fact that you have diabetes at whatever age, at a young age, then you can live with it and stride with it, right? So that's the way I see it. I had it when I was seven. And, I, and you know, I hate giving advice from people who don't have type 1 diabetes about type 1 diabetes. Like, I used to get advice from, like, doctors and people who didn't have type 1 diabetes. Be like, man, you got to live with it. You got to own it. Like, Dude, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't have type 1 diabetes, which is a selfish kind of small circle way to look at things. But, you know, it's human to think like that, right? Um, so I get that. But coming from someone who's had diabetes for 17 years and lived the way of hating it and lived the way of pretending it didn't exist and lived with being embarrassed about it or hiding it or putting it under the sheets and not taking care of it, I can promise you and look you in the eye, and tell you that life with type 1 diabetes is way better when you live like that, when you just own it and you take pride in it. 
you take care of your stuff and you go on with your day. You 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 know, you test yourself, you take your insulin dosage, you you know, walk around the neighborhood, do your thing, you know, and go on with your business. Right? People think you have to like set aside your whole life or your whole life is changed and you have to be in your room all day and not move and not do any physical activities. You gotta take your shots and, you know, cradle and no. Prove people wrong. And now I'm speaking to the people who got it when they're older. When they're 23, 30, 40, 50, 80. Yeah, I I mean, I can't super relate on a level, but I can put myself in that mind state. I met with a guy. Okay, going back to the story that I kind of touched on. When I started this thing, it was I was a camp counselor uh, for the JDRF camp um, last year. And I met this guy. His name is uh, Pietra, and he was a camp counselor in the same cabin as me. Uh, he was about 26 years old, um, and he got diabetes two years ago. Yeah, he was so he got it when he was about 24, and he was telling me the story about how he was so used to just being active all the time, and he did all these sports, and you know, so used to eating, overloading on. You know, when you're he's a pretty built guy, so when you're doing those things and you're gaining weight and you're building mass, building muscle. Um, you overload on carbs, so your your muscles can eat those things and, and tear apart and grow based off of what you eat, which usually happens to be a lot of carbs, you know, rice, um, you know, potatoes, things of that nature, which is normal. And he was saying, like, how he, getting type 1 diabetes completely changed that upside down. Now he's living his life where he has to, you know, kind of do that mental switch and kind of attack um, physical well-being in a different state. It doesn't mean he has to completely give up weightlifting doesn't mean he has to completely give up on that dream because type 1 diabetes happened no he just told me that he switched up his routine um and he's even thriving better at it and it's even brought to a place he's like a pilot um he's gotten to a place where he's met with like government government officials to change the law that people with type 1 diabetes can't be commercial pilots and he's trying to change that um that quota or that law or that rule or whatever and um from what he told me it looks like it's in motion so not only is him getting type 1 diabetes a blessing in disguise, it's a, a blessing to all those other type 1 diabetic pilots who just figured that that was never going to change. And now he's doing what he can to change that. So, you know, what I'm saying is you got you got diabetes for a reason and you got it when you got it for a reason. So, not to use namesake again, but you, you truly, truly just got to embrace it at that point. You got to, you know, see what you got, embrace it, live with it. See the positives. You got to see the bright sides. Yes, you have to acknowledge the negatives, but don't dwell on them too much, right? You adjust. Diabetes is all about adjustments. It's about slight adjustments. People think it's going to change your entire life. You got to, you know, do all these things, but you do. You have to adjust. You have to, you know, adjust your lifestyle a little bit, you know? It doesn't have to deter any of your goals, your ambitions, your dreams. If anything, it can, you know, set a fire under beneath them. So, Moral of the story is, whether you got type 1 diabetes at 16 months old or you got it at 40, embrace whatever age you got it at, roll with the punches, make those adjustments, and don't dwell too much on how you wish you didn't have it or how you wish you got it when you were younger or how you wish this, how you wish that. You can spend all day doing those things, right? But if you don't have the the action or you don't have the, you know, the means to get up and you know, prove people wrong or prove yourself wrong, then, you know, what are you doing, right? So that's my bit for today. That's my my episode for today. I hope you guys um, 
got something from that, and I hope that um, that was helpful to you guys. I appreciate you guys listening to these episodes. Um, this is season two of the podcast. A couple things looking forward to. We're going to have Viv from 101.1 FM on the show a couple episodes from now. Uh, we were actually had the opportunity to be on that radio station, so we're going to ha- bring her back on here, and she's going to speak on living with type 1 diabetes and being a radio host and just breaking her way into the radio industry with type 1 diabetes. She actually made it possible to where she brought um, a free DJ, free all this concert stuff to the JDRF One Walk last year. And she hooked JDRF with that, all that stuff, um, which is really, really cool and really cool to be a part of as well. So we're going to have her on the show. Uh, she was also a camp counselor. She's a really cool person, really cool chick. So we'll have her on. Um, the guy I told you about, the pilot who was also my um, co-camp counselor, will be on the show. He's going to talk to us about being a pilot, type 1 diabetes, getting type 1 diabetes at a later age, and what he's doing um, with the higher-ups, the government officials, to uh, change the the um the rule the law whatever that type one diabetes can't type one diabetics can't be commercial pilots so um and much more we're gonna have a type one diabetic personal trainer on here we're gonna have a lot of we have a lot of great guests um on the lineup so um enjoy these these rolled out shows we can do a couple more um of things that i want to teach you guys um i want to talk about the importance of um you know editing your diet a little bit um incorporating uh, physical um health to type 1 diabetes and some things that I've learned, some tips and tricks along the way. So look forward to next week for the next episode and then those special guests come through. Um, Again, if you don't follow us on Instagram or Twitter, we are um, Embrace Movement, E-M-B-R-A-C-3, Movement on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. You can follow us on YouTube at Embrace Movement um, or the Embrace Foundation. Either one will work. And then you can um, check out this podcast if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, We are at the Embrace Podcast. So um, check us out on all those platforms. Um, again, I want to excuse me. Um, I want to shout out M M C Donald twenty eight, M McDonald twenty eight, Lucy Lender. Hope I said that right. Lucy L E H N E R twenty three, and Bombay Jack, aka at Boogaloo B O O G A L O O underscore Donald. Check them out on Instagram. Um, they are followers of the Embrace Movement, part of the Embrace fam, so thank you guys again for watching. Um, we will see you next time. Three, two, one, over.